and gentlemen, welcome to the fire you can't put out. My name is Melvin and I want to thank you so much for being here. Today I present to you a 10 pounds of show in a one pound box. So let's talk about the state of the virus, shall we? I know you're probably sick of hearing about it, but there's a couple of really important points that I want to make. The first one is going to be, I'm going to get tested today. Just thought I'd lead the show with that. Uh, I'm going to tape this episode and then I'm going to get a COVID-19 test. Uh, am I experiencing any symptoms? No, no, I am not experiencing any symptoms, but uh, since the economy has begun to reopen, I have been getting out and doing a few things. I'm doing some things for the local school, of course, I'm DJing. I go I go to the grocery store with my wife all the time. Uh, we've been to a pub or two, and even though we've socially distanced from people, I need to make sure that I am at zero. Um, I live in Washington State, and we are uh, our state has decided to take part in uh, some in, in some COVID nineteen uh, research. Uh, Project Baseline, if I'm not mistaken, is the name of it. And so uh, I signed up to get a COVID test, uh, and it's free. That's per the CARES Act. Um, They're not allowed to charge us for COVID tests. Uh, And the other thing that I signed up for is to be a part of the uh, potential vaccine trials. We had some pretty good news this week. Uh, There's any number of laboratories which which have had vaccines that they feel are, are doing pretty well. And that that's incredibly hopeful. And uh, because I'm not one of these uh, ding-dong nitwits um, that doesn't believe in science uh, and I want to be a part of the solution, I've decided to take part in these vaccine trials. And of course, that starts with getting a test. But those of you out there that believe in science, and everybody should... But I understand that there are some Trumpers out there, some QAnoners, and some people who just don't believe anything that they simply do not want to. But for those of you that do believe in reality, I would like to encourage all of you to take part in this. Get tested, be a part of the vaccine trial, uh, if you feel like you're healthy enough, and then, of course... Um, we can help be a part of the solution. Uh, as much as, as much fun as it is to sit around and bitch about everything that's going wrong and to complain that Donald Trump is the worst president in the world, the best thing that we can do is to become involved in the process. So now we're heading into the new school year. I'm sure you all have heard about this. Uh, any number of school districts have decided that they are not going to have in-school classes, even though... Donald Trump stomped his feet and slammed his fist on the table and demanded that everybody go back to school. Well, a recent poll that just came out shows that 90%, 90% of the country believes that we should not go back to in-person learning, at least not right away. But this is the hill that Donald Trump has decided that he's going to die on. In San Diego County... In Los Angeles County, they have decided not to have in-school in uh, classes, at least during the fall quarter. King County, 
just announced. King County is in uh, is, is in Washington. That's the Seattle area. They've also decided that they're not going to have in-person classes. Um, I'm expecting that decision to move a little further south. And I anticipate that we will also not be doing what the president told us to do. But did y'all hear that New Zealand went back to school? Yeah, New Zealand. How about that? And I understand New Zealand's a much smaller country. But um, here's the thing that they have that we don't have. Um, they have a government that cares. And they believe in science. This is really easy stuff. I talked about this last week a little bit about how the CDC said if all we did was wear masks, not shut down the whole country, just simply wore masks, we could get we could get the disease under control. And it would have been three weeks, three or four weeks before, but because of how bad the outbreak is now, it's going to be more like eight weeks. But we could have the whole thing under control in eight weeks if we simply wear our freaking masks. And there's no shortage of white boys and girls freaking out in Walmart or Costco or Burger King or wherever talking about their freedoms in 5G and how vaccines cause cancer and any and all the rest and they just don't got believe. So we've decided here that we don't want to have the vaccine under control. And no more nowhere is that more illustrated than by the fact that we also decided that Donald Trump should be president. So since the pandemic is going to go on for a little bit longer, uh, what are we going to do about the COVID relief bill? So I'm sure that most of you have seen that Mitch McConnell said that getting a, a, a new relief bill is not reasonable by the end of the month. It is reasonable, but a whole bunch of us decided that we wanted Republicans to be congressmen and we voted for them. And now they have decided to leave us with our ding-dongs in the dirt. How nice of them, right? Now remember, they're doing fine. They're millionaires and billionaires. They got all that tech money. They got all that energy money. They got all these all these lobbyists that are just, give, just giving them things. They got these free trips coming to them. They're doing fine. They're millionaires not because they're congressmen, but because they're congressmen. And they've all got their hands out because we don't have publicly funded elections. So the big sticking point right now is the Democrats are saying uh, we need to have uh, the same kind of bill we had before and we need to extend it through the end of the year. I think that sounds pretty reasonable, especially since President Dum Dum has now decided that maybe he believes in the, in the disease and has admitted that things are going to get worse before they get better and has even started wearing a mask in public. How very, how very fraught for him. But now that we have that, I feel like we're, we could get to a point where maybe we can have the virus under control by the end of the year. I understand that it's summer and saying by the end of the year isn't going to provide m many of you with a lot of hope. But once again, remember, a lot of us decided to vote for Republicans. And if you do that, <laughs> especially this crop of Republicans, and by the way, I feel like I have to say this again and again. It's not a problem if you're a Republican, okay? The whole the whole country cannot be made of liberals. That'd be awful. Let me say that as a liberal. That'd be awful if the entire country was made of liberals. Awful, okay? Same can be said if the entire country were made of conservatives. Awful, not a good idea. 
the spectrum exists for a reason and we need those different people and we need those different ideas but it seems to me that the conservative movement really is about making nothing but the worst possible decisions every second of every day so the house already passed the bill and that bill has provided gigantic relief unemployment is at about 11 and a half percent right now that's pretty high but uh, we were looking at like 25, 30, 40 percent when we were about. So now that the Republicans have decided that they don't want to vote for anything that's going to help anybody, maybe we will see 25, 30 or 40 percent unemployment. Hey, I didn't pick these guys. And I know I keep hammering on that point, but I just don't understand the idea behind putting somebody in there that promises that they're going to do a bad job and then going, oh my goodness, they're doing a, yeah, they're doing a bad job because you picked them after they specifically told you that they were going to do a bad job. The president has said that he wants gigantic tax breaks to be built into that bill. He would also like uh, a bunch of money for all of his friends. Um, thank you very much. And speaking of the president, the the gentleman, and I use the term loosely, who has decided that he now believes in the coronavirus, we had, we had to know that this was coming because this was the thing where he's taken the most amount of hits in the polls for is the fact that his response has been so piss poor and how the numbers bear out that we have, we have the worst, and this is literal, the worst numbers in the world the worst in a rich developed country we have the worst numbers in the world but then a funny thing happened the president decided that he wanted to they were initially going to have their uh republican rally um their convention in north carolina but they wanted to do to do it without masks and without social distancing and the governor governor said no you're not just going to come here and spread the goddamn disease so they decided to go to Florida because anybody who has a, a Florida man uh, saved in their Google alerts knows how wonderful Florida is at not messing up anything. So they decided they're going to have it in Florida. But here's the other thing that they did. They decided the Republican National Committee, the Trump administration, they decided to flood the area that they are going into with free coronavirus testing. Funny how that works. And then another funny thing happened. Their cases started absolutely going through the roof. But the president said he still wants to go there. He still wants to have his rally. Tulsa be damned. He doesn't care how many people get sick or die. You will go there and you will do this for him. So when they decided to flood Florida with testing ahead of the RNC convention, obviously they were no longer able to say that they didn't believe in the virus anymore because they're testing for it to make sure that the president stays safe, the president and all of his handlers. On a note about bad ideas, not that any of you really needs a reason to distrust or dislike the president. There is an article in the New York Times uh, that says that anti 
Asian harassment is surging, uh, much like we've had in this country with uh, with Catholics or with or with Jewish folks or with African American folks. That level of harassment is now happening to Asians, and why is it happening? Because the president uh, insists on continuing to refer to this as the China virus or the Kung flu, automatically uh, handcuffing it to every Asian who lives in America. Um, I know some Asians that I love. Uh, Kevin, the gentleman who works on this show with me, um, is Asian. Uh, I've talked with him. He's not seeing a lot of it, but obviously he's reading about it in the press uh, and knows that it it could happen to him potentially um, at some time. So this is another bad idea. This is the president trying to pass the buck, trying to say this is all China's fault. But but here's the thing. Um, Wuhan, where it originally started, where the virus originally started, they have it under control. And in the United States, it came to us from Europe because it didn't go straight from China to us. It went to us, to, to, it went to Wuhan, to Europe, then to us. We're not calling it the Europe virus, are we? No, of course not, because that doesn't make any sense. And it's just being racist. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what country it came from. It's not like this thing was created in a lab. But when he says things like that, that's the idea that he's trying to perpetuate. That Asians created this in a lab just to hurt him. And there are no shortage of conservatives that believe, A, the virus isn't real, uh, and, and, that, and that B, uh, it's just going to disappear after the election. Because if Joe Biden gets elected, then there's no more reason to talk about it anymore since it's really little more than the sniffles anyway. It seems like a staple argument in the conservative movement has always been that it's about protecting life as many lives as possible. And we saw how insincere the conservative movement was with respect to their pro-life crap uh, when it came to war. There has never been a war that these folks did not absolutely love, uh, back, uh, get behind, want to spend money on, any and all the rest. Then they say, well, uh, the way that they're going to save lives isn't through being against wars, even if those wars don't make any sense, uh, the way that they're going to save lives is by shutting down abortion clinics. Now, there's no science to back them up on this, but that doesn't mean that they're not going to do it. That's the thing that makes them pro-life. But if you really want to be pro-life, the thing that you should be pushing for are the things that, well, Jesus. Jesus back. The things that Jesus is behind. What is Jesus behind? Feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, (laughs) housing the homeless. I know, socialism, right? Socialism writ large. How goddamn dare we do that to you? And another thing came up this week. A study, and this was reported in the New York Times. You can tell I read the New York Times a lot. (laughs) I'm paying for a subscription. Man, I'm damn near reading it cover to cover right now. Um, I'm reading my own local paper too, but um, I live in a fairly conservative area, so I'm not sure how much good stuff is coming out of my local paper. But uh, there was a study that said that raising the minimum wage would lower the suicide rate. One of the things that has gone up a lot, we'll talk about this in a minute, is the gun violence rate. 
um, also the amount of people buying guns. And the other thing that has gone up during this time, and I know that these numbers won't be officially counted when we talk about all the people that uh, unnecessarily died under Trump's leadership, but the suicides. The suicides are, are a problem right now. Obviously, economics, uh, if we don't work, we don't eat. And we've been told that by conservatives for a long time. I, to this day, uh, and, and I'm, a, I'm a man of elevated age. I, because I grew up poor, I've never been able to get it out of my head. And I'm not hurting right now. I'm not out of money. I've got a place to live. I've got plenty of food. Loving family. Support system. Good job. All the rest. Business of my own. I'm doing effing fabulous. But you still will never, ever see me sit and just enjoy it. I'm always working on something new. You know what the best thing for me to do during the pandemic would have been? To sit there and count my blessings. Take in the time with my family. Now, I did that to a degree. But when I sit still, I've got this constantly nagging feeling that I'm not doing enough. And that's because I've internalized capitalism. I believe, um, erroneously, that if I work hard enough, you know, I'll, 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 I'll achieve all these things and I'll, I'll make all this money. And I'm just, I'm just going to be happy as a freaking clam, even though I'm pretty sure clams don't have central nervous systems. Uh, and I, I never, ever stop. Now, to the onlooker, they say, oh my gosh, that's so impressive. You never stop. You're always on it, always doing stuff. You're so amazing. Is it? Is it amazing? Or is the thing that you're looking at a physical manifestation of my diminished mental health? Yes. The answer is yes on both accounts. Yeah, it is amazing. Yeah, you are watching me lose my effing mind because I'm pretty sure that I'm just going to fall through the ground at any moment because I don't have enough. And when you, when you come up like that and when you live like that, even for just part of your adult life, you start to think that the only way you can, you can make sure that you never get to that, to that terrible, terrible place again is to never stop working. So what did I do during the pandemic? Ah, uh, yes. I, when I had no work, I decided to take up another instrument. That's right. Uh, an instrument that I did not know how to play before, I know how to play now. And some of the other instruments that I do know how to play, I made myself way sharper at those things. Oh, and if that's not enough, ladies and gentlemen, um, I also joined a band. So for those of you that are keeping score at home, um, I now have a part-time job. Uh, I also own my own business. Um, I'm also in a band. Um, and I also play several instruments and I do this show. Wow. Sure would be nice to stop. But at this point, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to unlearn it. And that's just one kind of response to the internalizing of capitalism. The idea that hard work is what makes us happy. And that being productive is what gives us value and it's garbage 
But there is truth to the fact that if you don't work, you don't eat. You don't have a place to live. If you doubt that, look at any freeway off-ramp. Okay, Just about any corner in downtown in any city. What do you see? You see people that were unable to make it. And why? They didn't have enough money. And we don't have social safety nets. So, this study that came out that said that we could reduce the suicide rate by simply raising the minimum wage. You say, but Melvin, my burger would cost more. My house would cost more money to build. Groceries would cost more. <sighs> Funny. Uh, the, 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 the CEO of Walmart makes um, billions of dollars. Billions with a B. Billions. Okay, there are five Walmart heirs. And they make billions. Okay. The CEO. The CEO of Comcast. Hundreds of millions of dollars. Funny thing about them. They don't have a lot of employees. They have a lot of contracted employees. So that they can pay them even less. And provide them with even further or fewer protections. Um, the CEO of Disney. Billions of dollars. Seems to me they don't need that. Oh my God, Melvin, you're a raging socialist. Yes, fine. But if I say that we should be taking care of working people and you say that we should continue paying CEOs more money uh, than, than, than is in the world, then um, which one of us is nuts? The CEO of Amazon. Even after he had to give away half of his fortune in his divorce, his net worth is still approaching a quarter of a trillion dollars. That's real. And the people that work at Amazon are being, yeah, they're being paid 15 and $16 an hour. And you go, well, Melvin, the, the, the fight for 15. Yeah. The fight for 15 was years ago. Inflation goes up every year. So for us to be fighting for $15 an hour now doesn't even make any sense. But say it to a conservative. I mean, say it to any conservative. We should be paying people at least $15 an hour. They will lose their minds. Are you kidding me? $15 an hour? Yeah. Because even at $15 an hour, they're still not going to be able to afford an apartment. They're still not going to be able to feed themselves and clothe themselves and afford a vehicle and pay for insurance and health insurance and car insurance. Even at $15 an hour, they're still not able to do anything. Does that make you happy, conservatives? Conservatives believe that we should cut it even further and that it should be entirely up to your boss what you are paid. I don't disagree. Your boss should get to pay you what he wants to pay you. But um, we need to raise the minimum wage and it needs to be kept up with inflation. And whatever the median price is for you to rent an apartment, okay, and we won't talk about cable and cell phone and all this other stuff, although those things are more necessary than they've ever been, uh, but for you to have an apartment, for you to have a vehicle, for you to be able to get insurance um, on that vehicle, for you to be able to feed yourself and to pay your light bill, you know, pay your gas bill if you've got one, figure out what that is. And then, and then make the wage close to that. It's going to be almost 30 bucks an hour. 
Because yeah, yeah, it's hard. It's hard out here in these streets. And $15 an hour ain't going to cut it anymore. And to the pro-life movement, if you really want to be pro-life, really, really want to be pro-life, you should be pushing for the lifting of the minimum wage. Oh, but by the way, never mind that because um, that's a scientific study. And I've got a sneaking suspicion that a whole lot of the pro-life movement does not believe in science. And the last thing I'm going to cover today is gun violence. Obviously, uh, I mentioned this earlier, gun sales and gun violence is through the roof. When people's needs are not being met, this, this tends to be how they respond. Also, uh, we apparently have more guns in America than we do people. So this was kind of a thing that was a long time coming. Um, if you are a pro-life individual, and I know I keep, I, I keep picking on you folks, but you, you, you folks are just the most ludicrous thing in the world to me. You should not be backing guns, nor should you be backing Donald Trump. There was a New York Times article that came out last week, headline, uh, Silencers ban lifted for overseas buyers so okay what does this mean well now if you're going to shoot somebody guns are very loud very very loud ear piercing loud um also that sound can sometimes travel for blocks or miles and gunshots they're a little bit like fireworks but if there's one gunshot or a series of gunshots um, I feel like at this point I could pick out what's a firework and what's a gunshot. So if you commit a crime with a gun, and if I'm not mistaken, murder is still a crime. So if you commit a crime with a gun, then everybody knows about it the minute they hear that thing. And so conservatives believe, because Second Amendment is the only amendment that matters, that we should be able to have silencers. So silencers are still not legal here in the U.S., um, but we are beginning to sell them to overseas buyers. You go, well, Melvin, fine. Then people, other people are getting killed in other countries and nobody knows about it. Or very few people know about it because they're using a silencer when they kill them. That's a terrible attitude. You shouldn't want anybody to get killed in secret, no matter how big of a Second Amendment dingbat you are. You know, silence, if you're, hey, hey, lose the silencer, pussy, and do your time like everyone else. What a jackhole. But they go, whatever. We're selling them to overseas buyers. What's the problem? Huh. What's the problem? So we heard the story about how Putin took out bounties on American soldiers, and a bunch of American soldiers got killed, and Putin paid those bounties to the murderers. And the conservative movement said nothing absolutely nothing it's the same thing with the silencers let me explain the reason we stopped selling silencers on the overseas market is because many of those silencers make it to the battlefield and when they make it to the battlefield it makes it easier to ambush and kill American soldiers. So for the rest of us that know somebody in the military, especially if that somebody 
is serving right now, obviously this story is going to be mad upsetting to you. But if you're a part of the conservative movement who cared so much about what happened in Benghazi, but did not care when you heard that Putin was paying bounties and that Donald Trump works for him, well, you're probably not going to care that we're now selling silencers to overseas buyers so that they can ambush our soldiers in the field. I'm done trying to figure out the conservative movement. So I'm not going to ask the questions. Uh, I would just like you instead to ask the questions. If you are a conservative, why is it okay that the president has botched the response, the seemingly easy response to the, to the pandemic and gotten so many people killed? Why does the president and his enablers back economic theories, and they are theories that do nothing but make people sick, and broke, and hungry, and ultimately dead? Why would the president push for lowering the minimum wage and raising the amount of money that we give to rich people through tax cuts, knowing full well that that's not going to help working people? Why would you want to sell silencers to these markets overseas and get our soldiers killed? Why? If you support one Donald Trump and you think that these are a good idea and you call yourself a Christian or even worse, a pro-lifer, you might want to grab yourself a dictionary. Let me help you out. They're all online right now. On a positive note, I would just like to let you know that the, uh, the Trump campaign is in a full-scale panic right now. How do I know? Uh, because I'm on their text and email list. Um, I'm also on their physical mailing list, but I haven't started getting a lot of physical mailings yet. But I'm getting, and this is no joke, um, no less than eight text messages a day from the Trump campaign. Sometimes I can get double that amount. And that doesn't count the emails. I generally receive about that many emails right now. So I'm getting somewhere between uh, 20 and 30 messages a day. A day. Today is Tuesday. I just got one right now while I'm talking to you. <laughs> right effing now. And it's the fourth just text that I've received today. Not even the email. Uh, the emails come through pretty heavy too. So yeah. Uh, on the low end, I get about 20 messages a day between text and email from his campaign. And the, the messages and the subject lines in those messages are getting more and more desperate by the day. My God, they're starting to promise me the sun and the moon. <sighs> Perhaps. If you really want... If you really want me to feel good, if you really want to give me all those things, if you really want me to be happy, Mr. Trump, get the hell out of D.C. and don't ever come back. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being here on the fire you can't put out. Uh, our official home is tfycpo.podbean.com. Uh, you can uh, like us, follow the show, uh, find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash tfycpo. Uh, questions, comments, uh, just a hateful uh, uh, remark that you'd like to make to me, uh, tfycpo at gmail.com. My name is Melvin. You can address it to me directly. Uh, I want to thank Kevin. 
for being with me, for producing as always. And I want to thank you, the listener. We are the fire you can't put out and we will prevail, rejecting austerity in favor of prosperity. This is Melvin, signing off. Now that I've woke you up, good morning.